Hey y'all, welcome back to Keeping It Brief. My name is Annika, um, and I'll be your host in a whatever. Um, today, I wanted to go ahead and do some cases that are about LGBTQ rights. Um, and so the case that I'm going to be talking about in depth is going to be Lawrence v. Texas. 539 U.S. 558 2003 but that's not where this case starts unfortunately this case starts with Bowers v. Hardwick 478 U.S. 186 1986 so we're going to start with the Bowers case because Lawrence v. Texas overturns the Bowers case so in Bowers the petitioner was Bowers and the respondent was Hardwick. This case was argued on the 31st of March 1986 and was decided on the 30th of June 1986. So the facts of this case. In Georgia, Hardwick was charged with violating the statute that criminalized sodomy um, by committing a sexual act with a male in the bedroom of his home. Hardwick brought a suit in federal court challenging the constitutionality of the Georgia statute. The Court of Appeals held that the Georgia statute didn't violate the respondent's natural rights. And so a writ of certiorari was taken for the 11th court. Now the Supreme Court in this case held that the Georgia statute was constitutional. They stated that the court prior uh, to hearing this case uh, and the cases that they had heard in the past had bore no resemblance to this case. And for them, that meant that the Bowers case didn't have any standing to even be brought up. They also stated that the Constitution doesn't explicitly state that they that Georgia couldn't have a statute that criminalized basically being homosexual so that's what the Bowers case was about that's what happened and it took quite a long time for this case to come back up you know 1986 to 2003 that is a significant amount of time so let's get into Lawrence v. Texas now that you know what the Bowers case is about you're going to hear me refer to it as Bowers several times you know now you know so Lawrence v. Texas 539 U.S. 558 2003 the petitioner was Lawrence and the respondent was Texas it was argued on March 26, 2003 and decided on the 26th of June, 2003. The decision was a 6-3 decision, which means majority of the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the petitioner. So the facts of this case. The Houston Police Department entered a private residence, which was Lawrence's residence 
when they were responding to a report of a weapon disturbance. This means that there were shots fired in the area. They're trying to track down a gun, right? They walk into Lawrence and another man, Gardner, who was Lawrence's lover, engaging in consensual, uh, consensual sexual activity. It's a tongue twister there. These two gentlemen were arrested and convicted of deviant sexual intercourse in violation of the Texas statute that forbids same-sex sexual interaction. That's a mouthful. So let's go ahead and step it back a little bit and talk about what Texas meant by deviant sexual intercourse. So I wrote down the definition that was given, which is deviant sexual intercourse is any contact between genitals of a person and the anus or mouth of another or the penetration of the genitals or anus with another object. Doesn't that sound like straight people sex to you? Like I'm just saying. That kind of sounds like even straight people do that. So, you know, let's be real, that makes no sense. And yet, these two men were convicted for what? For loving each other? I don't know. Like, come on, Texas, do better. So the Texas State Court of Appeals held that that Texas statute was not unconstitutional under the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. Now we talked about due process a little bit earlier um, in some other cases that I talked about, but we'll go over it again. So the Due Process Clause guarantees the government cannot take a person's basic human rights, which in the Constitution is listed as life, liberty, or property without due process, which this was basically put into place so that state governments or lower governments couldn't isolate a specific person. Like, for example, if you live in a really small town and the local administration doesn't like you and they just prosecute you for a bunch of stuff, well, that's what the due process clause was put into place for, you know, to keep you safe from state governments, local governments, that sort of thing. So, you know, Texas says, nah fam, it's not unconstitutional. Just saying, you know, deal with it. But they also kind of added that being charged with being homosexual was a minor misdemeanor it cost way more than that like they minimize it so much as to what being convicted of being homosexual meant for a person like they lost their dignity because they were paraded in court and exposed maybe they didn't tell people like they hadn't come out yet and yet now they have to parade in front of the entire city in court their sex life. Me personally, I would never, right? And after being exposed and publicly humiliated, 
they then had a conviction on their record. So they lost jobs. People wouldn't hire them. Once you're a convicted felon, you basically lose a lot of opportunity that you could have had before. And after that, just to add some more insult to injury, they had to register as sex offenders. Imagine having to register as a sex offender for doing something in the safety of your own home. Come on, Texas, do better, right? Do better. Like, don't even play. So, the questions before the Supreme Court were whether a petitioner's convictions under the homosexual conduct law in Texas criminalized deviant behavior, but only for same-sex couples? You know, did that violate the 14th Amendment? Because, like we talked about, deviant sexual behavior, deviant intercourse, we read the definition, straight people do that too. So how come only same-sex couples were being persecuted for this? Does it violate the 14th Amendment? The second question was if petitioners criminally convicted due to consensual sexual intimacy in the home violates their vital interests in liberty and privacy protected by the due process clause. And then lastly was if Bowers v. Hardwick should be overturned. Like we talked about when explaining the Bowers case, this case basically called into question the precedent that was set into standards by the Bowers case. And that's called stare decisis. Basically, this means that for the Supreme Court especially, but all of judicial systems, once you make a ruling or a decision, you stand by it. So that then sets the standard for any case that happens afterwards. So it's very important that you know the law if you're going to be a judge. Just saying. So those were the three questions. You know, that's what was being said. And so here's the holdings. The Supreme Court held that the Texas statute did in fact violate the due process clause of the 14th Amendment. The majority opinion had stated that the liberties provided by the Constitution gave homosexual parties the right to engage in intercourse however they pleased in the confines of their own home whilst remaining free. Basically, they're saying, you know, they shouldn't be arrested if they're doing it in the privacy of their own home. What happens behind closed doors, that's their business. We're not going to go into all the gray area that happened after that because there was still a lot of persecution going on. But Lawrence v. Texas, that's what they said. This case also overturned the Bowers case. They stated that Bowers was never correct and it wasn't correct back then and it especially wasn't correct now. I think something that I read during that, during the Bowers case was that, I'm trying to remember what it said. It was like, 
the criminalization of sodomy has been happening for ever since the beginning of time, right? But this doesn't apply to homosexuality. Like, sodomy, the way that it was persecuted, the reason why there were rules was for when men had sex with small children or when men had sex with animals. Like, it's in the court systems. We can talk about those cases if y'all want to. But it nowhere ever said, if a man lays with a man, if a woman lays with a woman, then that's sodomy. Never. Definitely not in judicial history. So that was false, and Bowers was overturned. Something to note, um, I did list two cases. I mentioned Bowers as a case of note for this case, just because I feel like you should understand what happened in Bowers to understand why Lawrence v. Texas was so important. But I also talked about the Casey Super case, um, which basically confirmed that the due process clause extended to the personal decisions of citizens regarding procreation, marriage, contraception, childbearing, etc., etc. Um, because that case also ties into this case. You know, Lawrence and Gardner, they were in their home. This shouldn't have happened. And Casey definitely protects them from that. Then I also mentioned in my notes, Romer v. Evans which basically struck down class, ugh, it struck down class-based legislature acts um, being able to be filed against homosexual activity. So those are some cases of note. And this case, I felt like it was so important to include the concurring and dissenting opinions and what they actually said, not just who said what, well, who agreed with what, you know? So, a concurring opinion. Justice O'Connor defended the Bowers case in her decision because she was part of the Bowers decision. Right? Oh my gosh. She stated that instead of striking down this case due to due process, she would have done it for equal protection. Um, she wasn't very persuaded by the privacy component of the case. She didn't think that was too big of a deal. That they were in their own home behind closed doors. The only reason why Houston Police Department saw them was because they broke down their door, right? She instead said that this case was more important to be focused on the sex difference whether same-sex versus different-sex couples should be persecuted for deviant sexual activity the exact same way. And she then, in the same breath, you know, of course, said that denying same-sex marriage was completely fine, as long as it wasn't coming from an area of animosity, which sounds like a hate crime in and of itself but okay justice o'connor do what you do whatever um so that was the only concurring statement very happy nobody else wrote but also could have done without that one so the dissenting opinions there were two of them 
these aren't the only people that dissented. There were three justices that dissented, but two of them wrote statements. So, Justice Scalia wrote that overturning the Bowers case may have a ripple effect that would bring all Supreme Court cases into question. I made a personal note here. Justice Scalia says this all the time. Like, every single case that he isn't in the majority in, I feel like he said, oh, this is going to be a ripple effect. Like, it's going to call everything into question, our whole career. I don't really think this is true. I just think he likes to say it. So, do with that what you will. But he said that the decision of this case would be an easy jump to making any sexual interaction, no matter how socially inappropriate or undesirable it is, into being constitutionally prohibited. You know, he says that the majority is taking the processes of social change into their own hands rather than letting gay rights, which he puts in quotes, by the way, like gay rights in quotes. Okay, Scalia, got it. He said that he, we should let the gay rights activists pursue their goals through the legislature, not through the judicial system. So that's what he said. We're not going to dive into it because I'm going to get heated. But that's what Scalia said. And then Justice Thomas, uh, he's so silly. He said, it was a very short dissent. He says that the law was silly and that it should be repealed. Period. That's all he said. He couldn't find anywhere in constitutional literature or previous cases that would defend why this case should be repealed or this decision should be taken back. He just said it was silly and that it should be repealed. So that's the Lawrence v. Texas case. I feel like it was a major step forward. Was it a big step? I wouldn't say it was a big step, but it was definitely a major step forward on the trail to having gay rights lgbtqia rights and so yeah that's this case y'all let me know what you think about it if you want me to cover any more cases i'm thinking about doing a mini series on lgbtqia rights and how the judicial system kind of helped shape what the future outcomes of our current situation is and so yeah, y'all have a great one and I will see you in the next episode.